Today's episode is brought to you by Batch Driven. Receive 50 skip traces for free. Go to batchdriven.com forward slash Dave or use code Dave when signing up. For using this special offer, you will receive a seven-day free trial to check out Batch Driven for yourself. And you will receive 50 skip traces included for free. Batch Driven is the best app on the market when it comes to driving for dollars. You can skip trace, send mail, plot your drives, and even send SMS messages directly to motivated sellers right from the app or website, whichever you prefer. Head on over to batchdriven.com forward slash Dave or use code Dave at checkout to receive 50 free skip traces plus a seven-day free trial. Welcome back to the Discount Property Investor Podcast. Our mission is to share what we have learned from our experience and the experience of others to help you make more money investing like a pro. We want to teach you how to create wealth by investing in real estate the discount property investor way. To jumpstart your real estate investing career, visit freewholesalecourse.com, the most complete free course on wholesaling real estate ever. Thanks for tuning in. All right, guys, welcome back to the Discount Property Investor Podcast, your host, David Dodge, the Discount Property Investor. Today, I got a special guest. So over on my Instagram, I had a guy hit me up just saying that he wanted to connect and he got his first deal. And I just love talking to people about their first deal. So I said, hey, let's do a podcast. Let's use this opportunity to get to know each other and do some networking which you guys know that I highly, highly, highly encourage and promote that you do, right? Networking is so important. So I'm going to kill a couple birds here today with one stone. I'm going to get to meet this guy, do some networking, but I'm also going to get to learn about his first deal and what the lead source was and how he got it and what he did and all of the above. So Leo, Leo Chun, did I say it right? Yes, you did. Awesome. Is here. Leo, welcome. Thank you. How you. are you? Now, you're 18? I am 18. I turned man, 18. I feel so old. <laughs> I'm 36, man. What is that? 20 years almost? Holy cow, I feel old. But I'm young at heart. I love it. And you are starting early, my man. That's, that is awesome. So, again, congrats for doing your first deal. Let's hear about it. Let's hear about you. I want to get to know you. Um, so, 18 is where you're at. Here's what I do know. You live in San Francisco, and you just got your first deal beginning of the of last month, and you did it out in Texas. So I want to learn all about that. And I want to learn how you got started. I want to learn about the lead source. And I want to learn about, you know, um, how long you've been doing all this. So I know it's a lot to throw at you, but I'm going to give you the court. Tell us who you are and, uh, you know, uh, tell us about this first deal. Cool, man. Thank you first, Dave, for having me on. It's, it's Absolutely. It's awesome being able to, one, network with you, talk with you, and two, share my story. It's, it's awesome. Cool. Well, I'm happy to have you. Thank you. So first, um, I'll start where, with how I started to get into real estate. 
Um, when I started to work out, I got this new mindset of being able to push myself. So I started to learn, learn a little bit about how to make money. So I'll look online, just how to make money as an 18 year old, like how everyone does. I was, I was six, 16 at the time, how to make money as, an eight, uh, as a 16 year old. Um, and I would just look, try these different side hustles. I, I found Mr. Money Mustache. Have you heard of that? that uh, I, I have not. Mm -mm. It's, a, it's, a, it's a really good blog um, of how to, how to save your money, financial independence, all that stuff. So it's, it's, it's really good. Um, and then I stumbled onto bigger pockets. Mm -hmm. so when I got into bigger pockets, I instantly just started posting on the forum. I didn't know how to do it, but I was just like, Hey, I'm new. What, what, how, how do I do this thing? Like, what is real estate? How do I get into it? Um, and then going through the forum, I found a bunch of books that people recommended to read. And at this time I hated reading books because I came straight out of I was, I was a junior at the time and the books we were reading at school were terrible. Just, just not teaching me anything. So yeah, I, they weren't I, teaching anything about finance, wealth building, taxation, which is the biggest expense in our entire life. Right. No, you're learning about like history in Spain and shit, like worthless right. stuff. Right. <laughs> I saw this meme. It was like, um, I'm so glad I learned parallelograms instead of taxes. So I'm, I'm, I'm so, I'm so prepared during parallelogram season. Yeah. During parallelogram season. By all means. Now, obviously, you know, you learn a lot in school about logic. Can't deny that. Right. But the applicable things that, you know, matter in life, like making money, saving money, creating wealth, investing, and then of course taxes aren't typically taught. Unless you go into a financial planning or business type degree, and even business is very, very broad, right. or you go into like an accounting, you know, tax thing, right? Those are two specific niches, but the mass, the masses, the majority of us, we don't ever have a class on taxes. We don't ever have a class on creating wealth or investing. It's crazy. Right. And it's like most people that come out of high school or I would, I would say like at least 95% don't know how to do their taxes, if, if not more. Oh, 95% of people that are my age don't know. That's why they go to Block or they hire an accountant. I paid my accountant 20,000 last year. And I'm not saying that's a brag, but I did so to save 60. So it was so worth it. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, I mean, I don't know how to do it. I hire people to do it, you know, and that's okay. Get the right person in the right seat. But yeah, I mean, here's the thing. And I'm not trying to get crazy on a tax talk, but there's like 70, 80, 90,000 pages of tax code. And only like five pages tells you when you got to pay and, and where, right? And how, basically. The rest of it's just ways to avoid or not pay altogether. It's just, some, it's just so crazy. But yes, Leo, go on, my, my man. Okay, so... I read Rich Dad Poor Dad like everyone else. And it. it gave me a whole new mindset of make your money work for you. Um, and with that new mindset, <laughs> I went back to the forum and started reaching out to everybody. Um, and I started to just, I learned, I watched a video on networking on how when you go to someone, you don't say, well, how can you help me? And you don't, you don't really say, how can I help you either? Just generally, you, you kind of just go in and have, have good positive energy and bring people that if you have no experience mm -hmm. <clears throat> and bring at least bring something that you can help them with. So I went and went on bigger pockets with that new mindset 
and there was this there was this guy his name was joe joe holmes mm -hmm. um, and i'll send this to him later to watch but i went to him hey joe it, he's, gonna <laughs> love it. he's gonna love it all right I cool. to him and i i just i use that new mindset and i just, just say hey like just kind of how i reach out to you like hey i would love to connect i love the stuff you're posting because i went through his stuff i researched him a little bit just like how i researched you i saw you were you were in a car crash in december which i want to ask you about mm -hmm. later on but I went like, I talked to him like that. And he said, hey, yeah, let's let's reach out. Let's go on a Zoom. And I said, actually, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be over where you are in LA next week. Would you like to meet up in person? Um, so we did. So nice. I went to his office and we had a really long conversation of me asking him questions, picking his brain. And I was ready to leave at that point at the end because we, we scheduled for an hour. And I got a lot of good information. But at the very end of the meeting, he asked me a question. He was like, who, what is your dream? Why do you do what you do? So I got my chance to talk and he let me talk for a whole hour. Holy cow. That's great. So I took another whole hour of his time. So I was already very blessed. And he gave me advice on everything I had problems with and talked about. And at the end of the second hour, he was like, Hey, Leah, would you like to go out to lunch? So he takes me out to lunch and we have a longer conversation just about real estate. And that's where I finally was able to bring out something I could help him with. And I'm not the best at social media, but as a young guy, I've been in that game for a little bit to understand how teens play with social media and where our attention goes. So I was able to tell him all that because he just gave me two hours of straight good advice in his time. So I was like, here's what I can do for you. Like I can bring your social media and I can start running it. I can get a lot of, a lot more people to your site. Um, and from there, he gave me that role of running his social media. So from there, he became like a mentor of mine because I was giving him something and he was able to give me something back. And we talked a little more um, about that. And he started teaching me a lot about real estate and wholesale real estate. He, he gave me a little hints of wholesale real estate as he brought me to his, his rental properties and his fixers. Um, and I didn't really get it. So it was when I went home, started to fully read on real estate, learn about wholesaling, um, and get into the mindset of it as where I started to think about it. So I, I did, um, I'm doing couch flipping right now. Yeah. And I started couch flipping about three months ago. Ryan Pineda had a, had the idea. He did it before in Vegas where he was from. Mm -hmm. uh, and in my mastermind, uh, a group, it's called Sheik's Freaks. It has a it has around 60, 60 young people from 15 years old to 23 years old. Cool. We're, we're cool. all in that group. We meet every Sunday and we met with Ryan Pineda the other day. So we talked about that. Um, but he was the one that got me into couch flipping. So I called my buddy up and was like, hey, hey, Nick, like, would you would you want to start a new business with me? Just the couch flipping business. I talked to him about it and he was super down. He has a forerunner and we just stuffed the couches in there. But the first day we, we picked up a couch for 50 bucks, flipped it for 350. The next day we picked up two couches for hundred bucks total, flipped it for 600. So now we flipped over 50 couches, made like $20,000 together. Over 50 couches? Over 50 couches. In my, Holy in my cow. So what's the basic fundamentals? You just find somebody that's looking to get rid of it. It's basically giving it away for, for nothing. Right. It's right. kind of just arbitrage, arbitrage, couch arbitrage. Yeah. Uh, and then, but to where are you selling them at? Off Facebook Marketplace, OfferUp, um, Nextdoor, those type of sites. Sure. 
Are you buying off the same sites or are you typically getting them off Craigslist too? Craigslist as well. So we, we go, um, we go out every, every like two hours, we'll look online, see if there's a good deal. And most of the time people will give us their couches for like 50 bucks, a hundred bucks. Yeah. Or just take it, just get it out of my house. Right. Exactly. Because the big <laughs> hassle, it's a big hassle. Yeah. It's a, it's, um, you can't just put that in your, in your trash can. You have to like get a truck to move it out or, or maybe even, yeah, break it down or maybe even call the trash company and, and request a special pickup. Yeah. So it's just an inconvenience for people. So you're solving problems just like you are with real estate. I love it. Right. Um, and in California, where I am from, um, in California, San Francisco, a lot of people are moving out right now. So especially it's hot right now. So people are giving. And you're in San Fran, right? That's like the only city that I've seen. I'm sure there's a couple that's actually depreciating in value right now. Everything else is going up. Really? I honestly Let me double check that real quick. But uh, <laughs> last I looked, you guys were at like a negative 0.03. Uh, I didn't know that would happen to San Francisco. Yeah, we'll see. Let me check here. But yeah, go ahead. Keep keep telling me your uh, your situation. So you guys were couch flipping. That's awesome. Yeah, so we, we, we couch flipped. And then um, from that, I learned how to negotiate. I learned how to market a little bit. I learned how to talk to sellers and buyers, um, which is kind of the wholesale game, essentially, right? And about two months ago, I called my mentor again, Joe, and I asked him, how do you get into wholesaling? Um, and he set me up with his guy, Carlos, and I, he, they pulled me a list of a thousand pre-foreclosures in Los Angeles. I started call, hand dialing them all. Um, and I went into cold calling with the mindset of the first 100 calls. It's just my practice. Just go in, get cussed out a few times, build your thick skin with the hundred calls. Don't expect anything. Right. And that's what I did. So I called a bunch. I got a bunch of invalid numbers, the fax numbers, which is the worst on, on hand dials. Because on Mojo, it kind of gets rid of the facts. Mm-hmm. But I would hand out and then just get facts after facts after FUs and no's, stop calling. It was a very saturated list. So I'll text everyone that I'm talking to, helping me with, with um, wholesaling. And I'm just like, these lists are saturated. They're getting calls 10 times a day. And what they told me was, that's the point. Everyone, like, this is the game. Everyone's getting called up this many times, but you just have to be the one that stands out. Mm-hmm. one that can be the one that can pull through and help them with their problem and not sound like the rest of them. I got that. And then they told me like, we live in an abundance world where there's enough deals for everyone. Cause I went in thinking like, there's not enough deals for me. Everyone's out there playing the game. Like I'm just an 18 year old going into the game. Like, what do I know? How can I be better? How can I show up on top of these other hundreds of wholesalers trying to get the same deals? But once they gave me that mindset, I started to realize I just got to keep going. It's a numbers game. Just keep calling, keep calling, keep calling, and keep building your skills every single call. Um, so I went into with that mindset, and I actually went onto Mojo and PropStream really early because I, I hated hand dialing. Um, after like 500 hand dials, I was just over it, and I was going as fast as I can with the hand dials too. So I just invested some of my couch flipping money into mojo dialer 150 Mm -hmm. bucks for a a triple dialer Mm -hmm. um and i hopped on there and it was instantly like a game changer right the the energy it took to do the calls like went down a ton oh yeah absolutely so i use the batch dialer i I know i'm very familiar with the uh with the 
Mojo and call tools and basically auto dialers in general. Um, I like, I like the batch ones, but they're all, they all do, you know, very similar things. So the auto dialers are huge. If you are, you know, choosing cold calling as your marketing method. I love it. Right. I just learned about Zen dialer, which is 12, 12. Dollars. You don't need to go that high. We don't ever go above. <laughs> we typically actually don't even go above three. So if you want to use, you know, something that goes up to 10 or 12, that's cool and all, but you're defeating the whole purpose of cold calling, in my opinion. Like that's really just a way of, of dropping a bunch of voicemails very fast. You're going to get people that answer when you're on a call left and right, when you have that many going. And that's just, that's just, to me, that's spammy, you know? So I tell my students, you know, three, four at the max, but there's certain opportunities where you may even tone that down to one or two, you know, if you really want to connect with people and try to set appointments, that's really the goal in my opinion, but not arguing, uh, Leo, I love it. Yeah. More isn't always better. Right. I think that's what I'm trying to get to. Right. And that makes sense too. Um, cause when I was hand dialing, I was waiting for, I was waiting super long for the, for them to answer. So I would connect with them. And then when, as soon as I hopped on the mojo dialer, it was kind of just like, whoever answers first, all right, go write into your script. Um, at the time, like at maybe, maybe three days after mojo doing mojo for about five, six hours a day, I stopped using the script and I was able to flow, flow my conversation a lot easier. Yep. So as I was doing Mojo, I, I went through the whole pre-foreclosure Los Angeles list and it was just super, it felt super saturated. And at that point I was just like, I just need reps, right? Cause I can't even get past my fir per first four seconds. Like, Hey, um, is this, is this David? I was just calling for all, they said, no, stop, stop, stop. I get, I get 10, 10 of these calls a day. Stop. Stop. Right. Yep. A little discouraged and that's going to happen to everyone that and you can you could probably stand for that like 10 times that this the discouragement is going to come and it's going to hunt you down um, <laughs> it is going to come and it is going to hunt you down i love it it hurt like it sucks man because i'm a very confident person but even when someone just says f you stop calling me and they hang up you're kind of like okay it's fine it's kind of it's fine. You kind of think about it like, damn, like I was just trying to help. I'm just trying to, trying to make my money too. Yep. Um, so it gets to you. Um, but the way I get out of that is just telling myself I'm the most confident wholesaler in the game before I call. And that way those FUs don't get to me as much. And I tell myself each call could be another change in my life. Like I can start building my generational wealth after each call. Guys, did you hear what he just said? So he's saying right now that he has a mindset that he's the best and he's not going to let this negativity bring him down. I love that Leo. Well done. Well done. Credits to Sean. Oh, I don't know his name, Sean R that dude. He he's a great wholesaler. I called him and I asked him about the discouragement. He told me that just tell yourself you even jump, jump around, do some yeah, get excited. Right. Cause you need to, or else you're sitting here the whole time getting nose after nose, after nose, after nose. Right. Um, so I did that I kind of lost where I was. Um, so you were working with, you were calling the pre foreclosures in San Francisco and you weren't getting anywhere. Right. 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 So then okay. that's probably when you moved markets, right? Yes. Good. Okay. So what I did then was my friend gave me a, a advice to go for a smaller city. So I went on Google. I was just like smallest cities in Texas. I don't know why Texas. I just chose Texas and up came San Angelo, which has like a, 
30,000 population. That's, that's completely wrong, but something around there, like a smaller population. And I pulled a high equity absentee owner list that was built before 2000. Um, so I pulled that list. It was about 200 properties. And I would just pull them, skip trace them, spend. And you pulled them. high equity absentee. Right. So that so the lead source was basically a list off of PropStream that was high equity absentee. And then the marketing method was cold calling. Yes. Love it. Okay, cool. And this is virtual, by the way, guys. He lives in San Francisco, did and does, but and did some marketing there, was saturated, said, you know what? This isn't really for me in this market, but not, not the whole thing. He didn't throw in the towel. I love it. He persevered and he got that list in Texas, randomly just picked a small city. Your methods are madness, <laughs> but I love it. You know, you found it. You started. Really, the thing is, is people overanalyze this. They say, oh, what market am I going to do? And then they'll, they'll spend days or weeks or some cases, some cases months trying to figure out where they want to do the marketing. And it sounds to me like it took you maybe like 10, 20 minutes to say, hey, boom, let's do it got the list, and then you started the marketing. That is the, that's the nuts and bolts, guys. That's the meat and, meat and potatoes of this business is the marketing. So, Liam, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I'm just commending you. You did great. I love that. And I credit all that to people I've asked, like you. For example, I would ask, like, a question that I had a problem with. Like, I can't choose a market. And they would just slap me in the face. They just yeah, I'd be like, there's 2,000 of them. Pick, pick right. 10 of them. Exactly. Yeah, go. Right. So they would just snap, just say, pick one, pick, pick one. Don't even think. If you, if you, if you one, you'll lose. So yep. I picked one, San Angelo. I got there, started calling them. As soon as I started calling them, they would, they would give me the time of day. I say, yes. Like, cause they're not getting, it wasn't a saturated model. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Now, so did, them, you, did you, did you, I'm going to interrupt for one second. Did you connect with any other wholesalers in San Angelo? No, I did not. Cool. Doesn't matter. I was just curious if you did. So, you know, the easiest way to find the wholesalers typically is um, go into Google and type in sell house fast inner city. Not, not that word, but inner St. Angelo or St. Louis or right. and anybody that's paying for AdWords, boom, wholesaler. Just connect with them. Connect with them, especially if you have a deal and no buyers. They do. Right. And it's not always wholesalers. Typically it is, uh, but it's going to be investors, people that are buying for their own rentals, buying for their own flips and or wholesaling. So somebody like me, for example, you know, I use AdWords. Um, in, in the best deals that come in, we keep them and we flip them and we add them as rentals and we burn them or we sell our finance or we do whatever we want with them. And the ones that we don't like, we wholesale. And those, and those guys that are paying thousands of dollars a month for leads, those are the guys that aren't going away. They've been in the game usually for a couple of years. Sometimes people start with AdWords, but it's rare because it's expensive, right? right? So just a pro tip, if you're ever looking to sell a deal that you can't sell in a foreign market or a virtual market, use that tip, that tip to do some networking, you know? Now that would have helped me a ton. Think about it though. Those guys have buyers lists. So if you get a deal, go, you know, go click on two or three of those people, call them and just say, Hey, sorry that you just spent $40 on my lead or this lead, but I got an opportunity for you to go make a couple grand. I got this deal. I'm sure you probably have a buyer Connect the dots. That's all we do, right? Right. And Go that, on though. I don't mean to interrupt. No worries, man. I love the, I love those things. And those are going to help your, your listeners as well, right? Absolutely. That's some value, of course. Yeah. Um, so I started calling them up. They gave me the time of day. Um, I would get past the 
at least the first four seconds of the introduction. And in the middle of my calls, I called my buddy over just to like, just, just to be over in my, in my space. So he can sure. one, listen to what I was doing and two, I could feel more confident. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, absolutely. Confidence is really where I was going. You nailed it. Excuse me. You nailed it. Cause getting, getting cussed out when you're with a buddy is so much easier. You could just laugh it off after. Um, and one of the first cold calls of that list, there was this older gentleman, he's 79 years old. Um, I talked to him and I was, once I got past the first introduction, actually a lot more, I asked him about the condition. I asked four pillars, right? The condition, motivation, timeline, and price, right? I got past all of that. And at that point I was like, I've never gotten this far. I'm kind of stumbling now. <laughs> Good like, problem to have. Right, exactly. I was like, um, um, I, um, I, was just, I was just stumbling the whole time and wondering what to do. So I grabbed my script and looked and I was like, okay. Um, I kept him on the phone. I, I, built, so I used that time to build more rapport while I ran the numbers on my computer. And Mojo, you can click this little Zillow button and it brings you right to Zillow. Sure. And I looked at Zillow, checked what it was worth on Zillow, then put the address into PropStream and quickly ran the comps on there. Um, and while he was building, good, good thing he was a little older, he, he had a lot to talk about. So he was talking the whole time. I was listening, but also running the numbers and sending the property to one of my friends who also ran the numbers. Sure. And five minutes later, he finished talking um, about his, his cows, his cattle and his ranch. And my buddy sent me, he was like, it's a deal. Just get it locked in right now. Um, and it was, he wanted, he wanted 90 for it. And 90 was a deal already. Yeah. The ARV is around 160. All right. Um, the comps were around 160. So, so basically, was, you know, a little over 50, 50 cents on a dollar. Right. It. it was already a really good deal. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I did there, what, what I, what I listened to a podcast before I called, right. And it was a negotiation podcast on, on bigger pockets. It was one of those negotiating ones. Um, and I used those tactics of what they gave me in the podcast, exactly in the, in the cold call. And we were talking, I was trying to negotiate down from 90, just, just to practice it. And it was kind of risky, but I was just doing it. Um, and I told him, I said this, I was like, hey, his name was David as well. Um, I was like, hey, David, do you see yourself going a little lower than 90? Um, can you help me out a little bit? And he would give me a number and I'd say like, ouch, like, I, I don't know if I could be your buyer at that number. And I was, I didn't even know what I was saying. I was just like, oh yeah, that, that's what he said. Like, I'll say, I'll just say it. Uh, I was like, I don't think I could be your buyer at that number. I have to be closer to 83, which is set like 7K less. I was just having this conversation with my students yesterday about asking that one simple question. You know, if I can pay cash and close quick and provide a bunch of convenience to you, you know, is that the best you can do? That's right. it. That's the question. Always ask it every single time. Basically, as soon as I get somebody to tell me their asking price, I follow up with that question every single time. I've done it 10,000 times. So the fact that you did it saved you seven grand or made you additional spread in the deal at the time. 7,000. I love it. It's awesome. Right. When you say it, just stay silent too. Just be silent. Yeah, absolutely. Don't be in a hurry. Yeah. Just I, I, just, I just kept talking like, oh, is that okay? Like, is, uh, is, is, is this? And, and we, just, we just kept stumbling. And eventually he said, could we meet in the middle at 84? Nice. Like, this isn't even the middle. Right. It's kind yeah. Of like like, a little, uh, yeah, that's the middle. That's how I have to find the middle. But yeah, absolutely. 
84 and I didn't know how to send over the contract. I didn't even know what the contract was. That's something I want to talk about really quick. If you want to get into wholesaling, if you don't know anything about the contract, just start cold calling first, right? Because mm -hmm. I know a bunch of friends who contacted me to get into wholesaling. They're like, I don't know what the contract is though. So for a whole year, they've been learning wholesale without taking any action just because of the contract. Can I give you a free, a free tool that's going to blow your socks off? What is it? Cashoffercontract.com. Cashoffercontract.com. Yep. And it's going to forward to my, my website over on Discount Property Investor, but the URL is shorter if you just do cashoffercontract.com. And uh, what we do is we help people generate cash offers in under three minutes. So you can go in there, you can fill out 12, 13 fields in under three minutes, and it'll spit out a contract uh, that will be emailed to you, and then you can then email it to your seller. It's awesome. Check it out. That's going to help a lot of people. I'm going to check that out. And spread the word, my man. If you're yeah, over in bigger pockets and you're in your forum and you're, you know, going to town, drop some links in there, man. But that's a great tool. It's free. Uh, we don't, you know, and I asking for, you know, from any, any, anything in exchange for that. But, you know, I've heard this time and time again, Leo, that, you know, contracts are confusing and, and it gives people analysis paralysis. So why not automate that process for people? And it's the same contract that I have used to flip 600 houses. So I'm not like using a different one. It's the same one we use in our business. You can use it in any state. It doesn't matter if your state's a title state or a closing state or any of that. Contract's a contract. Check it out. Cashoffercontract.com. I love it. I love it. Okay. So from there, um, we agreed at 84 and I asked him, do you have an email or do you have, is there a library around you I could send the contract to? He was like, no, just, I, I can't take anything. You just have to mail it to me. And at that point I was like, oh, like what, what am I supposed to do here? So I looked it up. I asked some mentors and they said, you just have to express ship it to him. Yeah. Out, signed it, express shipped it to him, waited it. He got it um, and he checked it. And I, I realized I put um, the close date on February 30th. And I don't know if you notice it right there. I didn't notice at the time, but there is no February 30th. Mm -hmm. yeah. I didn't notice that because I'm an idiot. But, <laughs> <laughs> but the title company would have caught it. <laughs> right. There's only 28 days. So I was like, oh, right. I always rely oh. on the right people. Right. Like I'm saying, <laughs> one guy can't do it all himself. So you have the right team around you. Teams. I love it. But you, but so what? So did you just have him scratch it out and initial next to it? That's all you got to do. Yeah, so I thought that was okay. So I called the attorney um, and I, this is my time for finding an attorney. I called a bunch of attorneys and one of them said like, hey, it's fine. It'll just go to February 28th or March 1st. So I was like, perfect. And I went with that attorney, which was also his attorney that he went to when he purchased the house or something like that. Okay. Um, so we got the, he got the contract and he signed it. He sent it over. It took so long to get to me and I was worrying about it. I was, I was worrying that it, it, went, it went somewhere in the mail um, cause I worked at the post office, so I would just throw them though, um, into random some, sometimes when I was just, mm -hmm. it was just super tiring. Mm -hmm. Um, sorry about that, but, um, I was just worrying about it. And during that time I started posting on Facebook groups to find my buyer. Okay. And, local, local Facebook groups within San Angelo, Texas. Yeah. So there wasn't a San Angelo group, but I would just look at TFW, like anywhere around San Angelo, like Houston, anywhere in Texas. I joined right. all of them, posted yep. on there, got a bunch of emails, emailed it to everyone thinking like, oh, this is easy. Like I got, I got so much emails. One of them is going to be my buyer. Sent like seven, like, like 50 emails out and mm -hmm. then stopped marketing. I was like, it's fine. Like 50 of them, one of them is going to be my buyer. 
So for a week, I just waited for responses and I got nothing except for people asking for more pictures. Um, so I started getting them the pictures and I realized like, oh, okay, this isn't as easy as I thought. I have to keep marketing. Um, so I kept marketing, kept sending it out. And I had a bunch of like Kegley people come to me um, and they came to me, asked for a JV or like a, one of those Daisy, whatever, I, I don't know how you call it, but. Yeah, it's like a Daisy chain, it's a joint venture, same thing really. Right. They buy it from you, they sell it, or they just joint venture with you. Just, right. it's all, it's all just semantics with contracts. Yeah. Same thing though, you're joint venturing with them. Yeah. So at that point that one of the Kegley people came to me, I was like, do you want a JV? And I was greedy at that time. Right. I was like, no, I can get, I can get my buyer on my own. I can get my 9,000. Right. I don't need to work with anybody. Um, and that was my mistake. And I kept trying to find a buyer and I found, I, I, I went to cold calling. So I, I pulled a list of San Angelo cash buyers on PropStream, about 500 of them. I started cold calling them. I love it, man. I love it. So you don't throw in the towel whenever you get no's in San Francisco on the pre foreclosures. And you don't throw in the towel after you do a bunch of marketing and you don't get it. You're persistent. And that's what got you this deal. I'm going to be completely honest with you. We just met. What was it? 40 minutes ago. Right. right? That's what got the deal was persistence. Now, obviously, the knowledge that you learned, you know, gave you the confidence to go from step to step. Of course, that's very important. But the persistence is really what got what got this done. So you said, OK, I'm going to send a bunch of emails out. Nobody wanted to buy it from you. You got some Kegley people, uh, which I'm very good friends with Jamil, the owner of that. And he is just, that is a phenomenal company. They're blowing up. They reached out and you were like, no, nah, you know, not, not at this time. No big deal. You know, you want to do it on your own. I recommend people try to do it on their own because they're leaving money on the table that way. In certain cases though, they may have buyers that pay more and or buy. And if you don't have that, then not, you know, but it doesn't matter either way. So you said, no, this is a great learning experience. And then you went on and you got a list of cash buyers and started cold calling those people. Persistence, guys. Do you hear this? I love it. So, Leo, proceed. So, cold calling the cash buyers and um, same process. You still get cussed out. You still you still get still get a bunch of no's. And a thick skin. Right. And when you call the cash buyers list, it's not actual like financing partners. It's not all financing partners. It's some. It's everyone who has purchased a home with cash. Um, I didn't realize that. Not everyone's an investor, basically. Right, exactly. Um, yeah. And it's around that's 200, okay. calls, 200 calls to get the one investor. Mm -hmm. uh, and we started call, talking about it. And he went to go see the property. And he found foundation issues. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know what that meant. I was like, oh, it's just a crack. Can't you just seal it with some concrete? Mm -hmm. Right? Or hide it or so do something with it? Because I didn't understand. Mm -hmm. um, and at that point, I was just I was just getting kind of discouraged. So I kept getting people to go take pictures. Um, and the buyers that went there were just asking for more and more pictures. And I, I was just stressing out. And the seller at this time was also getting stressed out. It was just like, what are you, are you going to get this thing sold? Like, when are we going to close? Um, was, was it vacant? It, it was it was tenanted so it was tenanted. Was, that, that makes it even harder yep right so it was two different properties on, on the same lot mm -hmm. one was a detached garage with a tenant living in, in there mm -hmm. and then one was a regular uh two two bed two bed one bath and there was a tenant living there or was it the owner living there there was two different tenants two different tenants got it okay um two different tenants um and he that, that was a problem and then we 
the, the buyer was getting stressed out. The buyer, the buyers needed more pictures. Seller was getting stressed out. And the seller was like, I'll give you another week, right? To get this done. Even though our contract said February 30th or May 1st, he was like, I'll give you another week. So I was like, okay, I got this. Like, oh, trust me, I got this. So I went to the Keegley person. He wanted more pictures. So I sent him all the pictures. He was interested and he got his buyers to go check it out. Um, and then the guy, my buyer that I cold called, he was checking it out. So I got, had a bunch of people checking it out. And the storm hits. The, the, freaking, the ice storm? No, ice storm hits. <laughs> the, the snowmageddon? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> in Texas, right? Like, man, you guys, I mean, it obviously screwed up infrastructure with the power grid and everything. And I, right. and yeah, but everyone was freaking out because, like, this much little snow or ice. But I see how it totally screwed things up. So that probably screwed things up for you, too, right? Definitely. So everyone was freaking out. Um, the, co- the seller wouldn't be able to get on the phone, his power was out. The buyers couldn't, didn't want to go on the roads. And I told the seller I would get it done in three days. And it was the middle of the storm. So I was stressing out, trying to get it all out there. Yeah, it's, like, to- it's out of your control if you can't right. reach people or people aren't wanting to drive. Like you just got to buy another week or two's time. Right, right. right. Exactly. Um, so I called the seller one more time. He was like, yeah, I'll just give you a few, uh, another week. Right. So like, thank you. Thank you very much. Like I, at this point, I just wanted to get it off so I could not screw the seller over it. Right. Because it sucks if I was, if I, if I wouldn't be able to give it, like give the seller the money he wanted after waiting for so long. Um, so finally I, I talked to my buyer, the, the buyer I cold called and he was taking way too long and the seller wanted it done in two days. So I go, I just go to the Keegley guy and say like, Hey, like if you can get it off tomorrow at 87, five, I'll just give it to you. Cause at that point I just wanted it off for the seller. Um, he was like, yeah, I'll, I'll have people check it out. And he did. He sent a buyer over there. I had the seller give him the keys. Um, and I missed a big part. He had to get the tenants out himself, but he thankfully he was open to it. So he kicked both tenants out um, and gave them a week's notice. Prior to selling it? Prior to selling it. Wow. That's very fast. Kick tenants out. Weird. Yeah. But either way, he got it done. Cool. Right. So the seller got it done. And then the buyer on his side was happy. So we were good. We were like, okay, 87.5, we're closing. I called the seller. We're closing. We got the title company in, we're closing, right? So then I go to Texas to, to visit one of my good friends, Aiden. Um, this is my first time meeting and we had a great time. I go over there and we're closing that in, while I'm there anyway. So it's kind of like a celebration. So I go over there and as soon as I land, I get a call from the Keegley guy saying like, hey, there, there's a few problems with the, the contract. Um, the buyer doesn't want to pay closing costs. So we're going to have to figure that out. I was like, huh? So I checked my contract. Buyer doesn't want to pay the closing costs. That's so random. It is, right? Usually the buyer pays all of the closing costs, especially if you're getting a good deal. It's the right. seller that typically doesn't want to pay. Yeah. Well, okay. Whatever. So go on. So I didn't know. I didn't even know what, what was going on. And um, then I waited a day for them to figure that out to see if they would get something done because the buyer's supposed to pay closing costs. Then the next day, they call me again, say, hey, Leo, um, yeah, the buyer's not budging. He's broke after this, after paying. He only has enough money to pay for the property. He's broke after that because he already sent in the $5,000 EMD. And that just, I was just like, what? How, how could you be broke after, like, if you're going to take up this project, how can you only have enough for the property? Yeah, I doubt that that was the real reason. That's just what you were told. 
right exactly and at that point i was just like oh, whatever uh, it, was, it was just so frustrating and i talked to the wholesale like what could we do he wanted me to get the seller to pay closing costs and i didn't want to do that but you I already asked the seller for more time you already got him down yeah that, you're in a tough situation right there seller leaves a voicemail to me saying like call me right now and i was like oh shit or can, can i swear yeah you're good yeah this I, is like, explicit. yeah uh, cool i call i call the seller like five times he leaves me he he hangs up each time and i'm just stressing out at, at my friend aiden's house just like what is happening sellers like not calling me anymore and um my buyers are screwing me over and I'm just in the middle of this stressing out. But luckily, I had my boy Aiden in there. He was like, dude, we're living on a pile of dirt. Stop stressing about this. Man. I love it. Me and Aiden share a very similar mindset, man. This is just a big-ass rock flying through space. You know, all this emotional stuff that brings us down is, is just imaginary. You know? So very cool. Very cool that Aiden was there to, you know, help get you through that. Very cool. And it was the best slap in the face ever because I was like, oh, I'm, I'm the, the problems I have right now are really good problems. I'm 18, about to close a wholesale deal. Yeah, that's an excellent problem. And the fact that you had a bunch of roadblocks is actually kind of good because if your first deal goes super smooth, then you're going to get discouraged later, like you were saying, right? It's, it's, it's almost good to have a, have a very difficult one because then everything beyond that is going to be easier. Maybe not easy. But easier, you know? So, right. You get tumbled down a little bit, but you learn everything. Absolutely. So, what happened once you got the guy on the phone? So, the the wholesaler call, talks to me again, the Keegley guy, and he's like, dude, we're just going to have to come up with the, the closing costs. And he wanted me to pay all of it. Right. And I was at that point, I was just like, how, how could I pay all of it if I brought you the deal? Um, so we talked a little more and long story short in that, in that sense, I, I kind of just said, you pay 1200, I'll pay 600. Right. Cause you have more, you have, you have your buyer with 5k on the line. Um, and realizing that he could have paid all of it. You know, I bought him the deal. He could have paid all of it, but I paid 600, he paid 1200 and we signed an addendum. Um, and I also didn't know what that was. So I had to look it up and it's just like an agreement saying who gets what, who's paying what. So yeah. Signed- an addendum just basically is like, uh, it's like an amendment. Like, look at the Constitution of the United States. If they want to change something, they amend to it. They make an amendment. An addendum is a, basically an amendment, another word for it. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So it's typically, it can be, you know, as small, as simple as just two or three sentences, typically. Right, right. And it kind of was, you know, yeah. it was like buyers paying this, sellers paying this. Mm-hmm. So we did that, signed, signed everything, and it was silent for a day. So I, we, we hung out in the day. We just hung out in the pool, chilled, relaxed. And my day going home, I'm on the plane, about to head back to California from Texas. And I get a call from the Keegley guys like, dude, we just closed. Congratulations. And I was like, oh. I just dropped my phone. I was like, that was fun. That was good. We're good. It's a lot of weight off your shoulders knowing that it's possible. You knew it was possible, but you didn't believe it truly until you did it. Mm-hmm. Right. And then now it's like, okay. I see all these people doing this online, making tons of cash. I did it. I got one under my belt. Now it's like, okay, cool. Let's just do a hundred more. <laughs> Proof in the pudding. Uh, Proof in the pudding. I love it. It's a whole different mindset when you close your first deal. Now you can put your all into it and believe that something's going to come out. 
Whereas before I only put like maybe 45% because I didn't fully know. I didn't have that. I didn't have the pudding. Um, so it closed and I, I texted everyone saying I closed, I closed, I closed. So you and did work with Keely, Keely then? I did. Nice. I did as a final resort. Um, mm-hmm. And it was, it was a smooth, it, was, it wasn't really a smooth process, but like in the end, it, it still went well. So when I landed, I called the seller, right? I was like, hey, David, like, congratulations. You just got your 84,000. How do you feel? And, and he's like, you know, I, I, he's talking to me, right? In this tone. And I'm like, dude, you just like, what happened? You just got 84,000. And he's like, yeah, but you know, the attorney we worked with, he just died. What? And I was like, are, are you serious? What happened? And he's like, yes, uh, the, like a week, the week we closed, he got a heart attack. That's terrible. And it was just like, oh my God, man, that's, it's just so insane. Like how many things happen during this deal and the, the attorney dies and it's just like, what? Wow. So that was really sad. And it, it was sad to see, it was sad to hear. Um, and it kind of bummed me out a little bit. But um, I talked to a seller. I, 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 on the phone with the seller, I was telling him about all the stuff he could do with his money, uh, what he could start doing with his life. Cause he was, during this time, I talked with him like 26 times on the phone. Right, tons. Getting to know him, getting to know his family, getting to know his, his cows that he <laughs> has and his cattle. So I was, I was kind of lighting him up, trying, trying to give him as much as possible of my positivity. And he felt fine after. My mom picked me up from the airport. We went back home. And it was good. Um, and that was my first deal. Dude, you did awesome. I love it. And you made 2900 bucks on that deal. 2900 Dude, 2900 is a home run. All right? Don't let that, you know, discourage you thinking that you were trying to make 5 or 8 or 10 or 12 Right. Basically, $3,000 is a home run. Not necessarily because of the fact that you got paid, but the fact that you were able to prove to yourself that you could do it and that it's possible and that it's not just smoke and mirrors on the internet of people flipping houses with little to none of their own money. So recap, Leo, you were 18. I got to drop that in there because that in itself is impressive to me. You got your first deal. You made basically three grand on lead source. Property lists off a prop stream, a list, of course, from prop stream, high equity absentee. You decided to go into a foreign market that wasn't saturated, right? Right. And this is a virtual wholesale. You didn't have boots on the ground, which typically you kind of need in order to do virtual wholesales. Not necessarily need, but it makes it easier. Instead, you found buyers that became your boots on the ground. And you had a seller that was willing to work with you and these buyers. Again, a couple factors that helped. Otherwise, you would typically need to partner with somebody or hire somebody locally in that market to do these type of virtual deals. Keegley stepped in, found a buyer after you emailed your list and with the extra step of pulling a list of cash buyers and cold calling those people. Very well done. Um, you learned... From online, books, forums, podcasts, and mentors that you basically met online. You didn't have a coach, right? I mean, you had mentors, of course, but like you weren't in like any any sort of a coaching program or anything like that, were you? No. And that was great. How long did it take you to get the deal 
from the time that you started marketing. Now, notice I didn't say the time you started learning. That doesn't count, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. When you start spending money or time, sending mail, banded signs, cold calling, cold texting, whatever it is you want to do, right? How long did it take you uh, start to finish marketing to getting paid? A month and a half, I believe. That is fast. Great work, Leo. Great work. Man, that's phenomenal. I love it. Well, I think the biggest lesson for the listeners and the viewers today is mindset here, guys. You had mentioned earlier a couple things that really stick to me right now. One was, you know, you got to have good energy. You know, if you, that, that requires you to stand while you're calling and or jump around, you know, to get that energy up. I highly recommend you do that. You had also m- mentioned uh, about how discouragement is just waiting to find you and it will right sooner or later. So embrace that. Right. Instead of like getting all butthurt and like throwing in the towel, like change something up, you know, or figure out a way to where you are OK. I mean, basically, the sooner that you are comfortable being uncomfortable, the more successful you will be. And I don't care on what industry, what field, what you're doing, you know, your comfort level needs to be open. It needs to be, you, you know, you got to get yourself uncomfortable, just period. If that means making cold calls or calling people on the phone or making cash offers, which we talked about earlier, we have a simple tool to make you, to help you with that and do it less and send an offer in less than three minutes from your cell phone, by the way, simple, simple, simple Cashoffercontract.com. I love it, man. Thank you so much for coming on, sharing your knowledge, sharing your first deal. Congratulations, by the way, first Thank deal you. done, made three grand. And you prove to yourself that you can do this over and over and over again. And you can do it anywhere in the world, basically, too, with your first deal being virtual. I take my hat off to you, Leo. That's awesome. Great work, man. I appreciate you. Before we wrap up, guys, go over and follow Leo on Instagram. His handle is coach.chun. C-O-A-C-H dot C-H-U-N. Am I saying that right? Yes, you are. Coach.chun. Uh, this guy is going to be making some moves in the next couple of years. I, I can see it now. He is so young and so wise. By the time he is my age, he's going to be worth $50 million. I'm confident of it. <laughs> confident of it. Leo, what would be some of the parting, some parting words that you can share with the audience? You know, if somebody is in your shoes, right? Like, let's not speak to everybody here, for example. Let's just speak to like the 16, the 17 the 18 year olds, because we have a lot of people that reach out and they ask, can we do this? Is it legal? Is it possible? So on and so forth. And I want them to hear it from you. So what would you say to anybody that's listening, you know, that's, you know, 16, 17, 18 years old, maybe even 20, for example, but you know, not, not middle thirties like me. If you are, let's say 15, 16, 17, 18, 20 in that range. Sure. sure. And you're, you're in this space where you're trying to learn the most important thing you could do is just step out of yourself and just take action as much action as you possibly can. Cause what we've been taught from the very beginning of our lives until we're about maybe, maybe like until high, end of high school, we're taught that we can't go do whatever we want to do. We can't go make these type of moves. We have to go with the typical route in the system and do everything, follow, follow a sheep lead pretty much. So you, if you want to do this stuff, you have to jump out of yourself 
get out of your comfort zone and be the best person you could be by taking these steps, taking these growth steps, start reading books, start waking up a little earlier, listen to David's podcast while you're working out at the gym, do these things because that's going to help you grow out of your skin and you're going to be a whole new person in just three months if you take these actions every single day because that's what's going to help you grow. That's what's, that's what's going to help you get out of the mindset that you can't do it. Instead of saying, I can't do it, now you'll every single day say, I'm the greatest in the world. I can do whatever I want to do. That's what's going to help you live your life. That's what's going to help us as 16, 17, 18-year-olds be the change for the world if we can do that for ourselves. So that's, that's what I got. Dude, that, you nailed it. Guys, I'm going to recap. Step out of your comfort zone and take action. And you refer to it as get out of yourself. I like how you refer to it that way. It helps people frame the mindset. And mindset is everything, right? So tell yourself that you are the greatest. Don't sit around thinking that I suck. I suck. I suck. When you do that, you're going to suck at what you're doing, but instead tell yourself you're the greatest. And if you have a failure, it's not a failure. It's a lesson. And that lesson will help you become even greater. Leo, thank you so much for coming on again, two birds, one stone, tons of value for the audience. We had the opportunity to network with each other get to know each other. We're going to see each other actually later this week at a, oh. a conference that we're going to. So it's going to be fun to grab some coffee or some lunch or something. And uh, yeah, again, so happy you came on. Grateful for your time, Leo. Thank you so much. David, thank you for your energy. Thank you so much. Um, it was a blessing to talk to you. I'll see you in Florida. See you next week. Guys, go follow Leo Coach.chung. And don't forget, if you're looking for a solution to generate an offer, to a seller. Go to cashoffercontract.com. You can use your phone, generate an offer in less than three minutes, and you will be off to the races doing your own deals. Guys, thanks for tuning in. Until next time, signing off. Thanks for listening to the Discount Property Investor Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please like, share, and subscribe to help us reach a wider audience. To jumpstart your real estate investing career, visit freewholesalecourse.com, the most complete free course on wholesaling real estate ever. We would also appreciate it if you left us a review on iTunes or Stitcher. Thank you in advance for your support. And remember, you make your money when you buy, you get paid when you sell. Now let's go build some wealth.